We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You are listening to The Uncontested, an Oklahoma City Thunder and NBA podcast featuring Jacob. All you haters come at me. Taylor. You're a step past a hater like I'm Rondo. I break your baby mama to a condo. Nick. I really wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Swaggy Pete. Tommy R. I just got done taking a nap. And Justin. I'm too fast. Hello and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are live here at Republic in North Oklahoma City. We're super grateful to be here today. And we're just going to jump right into this thing because we have a very special guest. Really excited to announce uh, that on this episode we have Perry Jones III, former Thunder player, former uh, Baylor Bear, joining us tonight. Perry, how are you doing? I'm doing real good. (laughs) Good, good. Hey, we really appreciate you coming on with us, man. Um, Taking time out of your day and everything. Let's just jump right into this thing. Uh, Nick, do you want to want to take off and, and kind of guide us through this? Yeah, so Perry, uh, you were born in Winsboro, Louisiana, and you played your high school ball in Duncanville, Texas. That's a big-time you know, basketball town here in Texas. How old were you when you moved to Texas? Uh, I was real young. I was, uh, what, like four or five? <laughs> it's real young. But, uh, uh, yeah, I actually went to Woodrow Wilson before Duncanville uh, my freshman and sophomore year. And my junior and senior, that's when I attended Duncanville. But that's kind of when my career took off at the same time. Okay, so after uh, your senior year, you were McDonald's All-American, uh, Jordan Brand All-American game player, number seven player in the ESPN Top 100 nationally. Uh, we break down what your recruiting process was like. You know, you, you ended up going to Baylor. What other schools were you looking at? And, and what was that whole process as a whole like? It's kind of unique, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I committed to Baylor in eighth grade. Um, Taylor, turn on your Taylor's mic. trying to talk, and it's, his <laughs> mic's off. There we go. There it is. Nah, oh that's God. better. Very professional. Oh very, very much a rookie over here. 
Uh, but I was reading an article. Perry thinks today. we're a bunch of dumbasses yeah, because <laughs> you don't even know how to turn on a microphone, bro. <laughs> and that's the second one of us too Jesus that's done that. Christ. It's really bad. Uh, but I was reading an article today, and it, you know, it talked about you committing to Baylor early, and that you had like a lot of other schools that were trying to recruit you throughout high school. Uh, but like by ninth grade, you committed, and you were you. you stood with that commitment um you really weren't interested in other schools you know that's really unique as well i think um and something really cool and, and something i really admire well um my family's big on loyalty so that was that was one thing right there um also my mom was sick at the time uh she had some conditions with her heart and everything i wanted to be in the big 12 but i didn't want to go too far Baylor was the closest thing i even told him after i visited i was like hey, i'm coming here that y'all don't have to try to recruit me no more I just just know i'm coming regardless of what y'all say and <laughs> scott drew is your coach right yeah so was there anything about scott that really you thought you were fascinated with or something that really drew you to baylor besides just keeping true to your promise uh i mean besides him having so much charisma um he's just so i don't know how to say it man he don't cuss you know he's just such a I don't know how to explain it, man. My family loved him. My mom, especially my mom. My mom's an evangelist, actually. And, um, you know, uh, we grew up in church. So soon as Coach Drew started talking about church, and he already had my mom. So that's how that that's how that went for me. Typically, Once they you, say you get the parents, you get right. the player. Yeah. Once you <laughs> so got mom, you're in. In eighth grade, when you committed, how tall were you at that point? Eighth grade, I was 6'8". Uh, Dang. Jeez. Six, Still eight. over a foot taller than I am. What are you now, 6'11 <laughs> now? 6'11 now. Actually, actually um, in sixth grade, that's when I I reached six foot. And then that's wild. seventh grade, out of nowhere, I was 6'4". Eighth grade, I was 6'7", 6'8". How old were you when you dunked a basketball for the first time? Uh, I was 12. Jeez. Uh, that was sixth grade. And uh, I actually had a teacher, <laughs> uh, a math teacher named Mr. D. And he actually... He actually dunked, and I was like, how you do that? And he showed me, like, kind of where to jump from. He said I was jumping too close. And then I did it one time, and I made it, but I didn't do it again for another year. Did you play any other sports in high school? Football. What position? I'm guessing wide receiver. Quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback, yeah. No I was, way. I had, a, I had an arm. I could see over the line. That's I could true. see everywhere my receiver was going. And I was kind of fast, so I could get out of there if somebody about to sack me. You'd be a scary quarterback. Jeez. PJ3. I was, I was actually uh, RG. I was actually just scared. <laughs> I was scared, man. The big linemen were chasing me. I was real skinny at the time, too. So I was like, nah, these big fat dudes are not about to get me on the ground. Yeah. So during your time at Baylor, uh, you guys went to the Elite Eight. I believe you played Kentucky in the Elite Eight. What was it like? You know, we're in March Madness time right now. What was it like after probably growing up watching March Madness, seeing all those guys, uh, you know, playing at the highest stage in college basketball and finally being there? Um. I mean, it's a little bit of jealousy there, too, because there's nothing like it, to be honest with you. And some of these kids, once they go to the NCAA tournament, like once they're out of school, you can't go back to that. Uh, my, my freshman year at Baylor, we didn't make any postseason. We didn't make NIT or nothing. So I didn't know what to really expect. But that second year, it was a whole different feeling. And, uh, and then playing the league against Kentucky, especially with Kentucky being who they were. Yep. Like, just, that whole game was just a, a pure adrenaline rush. And, like, I don't know, man. I couldn't even think out there on my own. It was just, like, everything was just going so fast. And it was just, I don't know. It was fun to be out there playing against the same caliber players, you know, that's just as good. And, you know, like, it wasn't a, you know, a scrub game or nothing like that. It was like, hey, it's all or nothing. You're going home and you're going to cry if you don't win. So this is kind of how it was. It was an unreal feeling for sure. Yeah, there's nothing really like March Madness as you go on in your career because you hit the NBA and the playoffs. You know, you lose, you get another chance most of the time yeah. unless it's a game seven. Uh, but I think one of the things that I think super cool about your college career is your decision to come back. 
you know, there was a, a lot of people that expected you to be a, a one-and-done player. Mm-hmm. What was going through your mind? What, what kind of drew you to, to making that decision to come back? Well, uh, a lot of people don't know. I was really naive to basketball um, growing up and stuff and being at, at Baylor. Like, uh, I didn't check other people's stats. I didn't check my stats. I didn't check draft boards. I didn't do none of that stuff. I was just playing. And uh, I think about it right now, like, oh, I was getting 25 and 12. You know, t- I was like, I, was, like, I would casual. Look, at, look at college now. And, like, you know, it's hard for people to get 17 or whatever. But I'm like, it was just so casual and normal to me that it was just whatever. And then uh, on top of that, it was a lockout. Uh, my mom was still sick. Um, I was uh, I was lucky afraid I was had to go overseas because I wouldn't have any money to take care of my family. I didn't want to go overseas and with my mom's health condition and stuff like that. So I was just being naive to basketball and not knowing that hey, after this lockout, you're gonna get paid, you're gonna play in a couple months or blah blah blah. Like I didn't know nothing about it. So really, my whole focus was on my mom, and I was really afraid that I would possibly something happen while I was gone. That's really what uh, that's really what kept me solely. Uh, at Baylor, that's cool. So after after cool. your second year at Baylor, when you did make that decision, um, you know, at, at what point in the season did you realize, you know, after this year, I'm going to go to the NBA, or was it something you didn't know until after that Elite Eight game? Uh, at what point did you know it, it's my time to go to that next level? Uh, that next year, uh, I had I had suspension and everything like that. But uh, when I came back and I was playing, and I was uh, my first game, I had like 28 or something like that. I knew I was going. Um, the game just felt different. The game felt slower. It felt way easier. Um, I could tell that I improved a lot as a basketball player. So that's kind of where it happened. After that first game, when I saw that I still had it or I was better than what I was the year before, that's when I was like, I know I'm going. You mentioned some of the stats you were dropping in college. And I kind of remember you coming out, um, going, you know, kind of you talked about the draft boards. Like there was a lot of people, a lot of analysts who were even comparing you to like Kevin Durant. You know, which is kind of ironic because you got drafted by the Thunder, which we'll right. get into. But was speaking of that, like, is there anybody that you modeled your game after? Or did you literally just kind of go out there and just, like, you, you knew you had the skill um, and you just kind of crafted your game based off who you were playing? Um, or was it, like, an actual player that you really kind of tried craft your game after? Well, if I'm being completely honest, uh, I had everybody on my wall. I had Iverson. I had Kobe. I had T-Mac. I had, you know, even when Kevin first came, I was like, I like him. You know what I'm saying? He was with the Sonics and everything. But um, I really can't really say that I really molded my game after a certain person. Um, I really just could just do almost anything. And just being 6'11", uh, it didn't really come till 10th grade, 11th grade. I couldn't chew gum and walk up the court at the same time. Like, it was something. <laughs> like, it just wasn't there for me. I couldn't dribble or nothing like that. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like – my junior senior year, I could dribble, I could shoot from deep range. It was just like, that's, it kind of just happened. That's like, seems to be a theme, especially with like high caliber athletes like you. Like, um, I remember hearing something or reading something about Zion here. Uh, Zion Williams, Williamson for Duke. He, I guess it was, it was like his freshman year of high school. He had like knee issues. Uh, and then he, they told him to take a, a, the summer off from AAU ball. He comes back and can just do it all. Sounds yeah. like you went through something similar. That's pretty cool. Uh, my junior year, I, I didn't have an AAU team. Uh, it was another team called the Dallas Heroes that came into town. And everybody that was on my team left and went to go play for them because they were supposed to be sponsored by the Mavericks. That. They were supposed to be sponsored by the Mavericks or something like that. So everybody left and went there. So that summer, I really just worked out all summer. And then the next summer is when, like, all the other stuff happened. I was just like, oh, I can dribble. I can bring the ball to the court and cross people over. Just It kind of just happened naturally. We were talking a little bit this week uh, about the caliber of players that you were going up against in the Big 12. And looking back on it and how many of these guys are in the league now is kind of crazy. You look at the uh, the all Big 12 teams. You've got Alec Burks. you got the Morris Twins. Yourself. Uh 
Markeef, uh, and Marcus. You got Tristan Thompson, Chris Middleton, and that's about it. But like that that group of guys all playing in the league at the same time, uh, battling throughout the conference season. Like, what was that like? Uh, and how how do you feel like that helped prepare you for the NBA? Uh, like uh, kind of like what I said earlier. Like I was so naive to everything. To me, I was just hooping against some people I done hooped against forever that was in my class or whatnot, you know, like Josh Selby and everybody. Um, really, what really got me prepared was really playing against Royce White and playing against Kansas. Hmm. Uh, playing at Kansas, that atmosphere was crazy. Uh, that's a that's a whole different type of atmosphere right there. And then, uh, <laughs> playing against Royce White at the time, uh, my sophomore year, Royce White was basically, the, he did the same thing I could do. He was just much bigger and much stronger. But that, that was... In college, that was probably my yeah. biggest challenge, but it was also the funnest because, like, it was like, "Hey, it's either you going, it's either you going to do good, or he going to embarrass you out here." Yeah. It's just, uh, but really, the, the Royce White thing is what really got me prepared because, like, he bigger, stronger, fast. You know, like it was something that I haven't seen in college before. And uh, I mean, when when everybody else saw him, they you know they saw the same thing I saw. But that was probably the funnest uh, part playing against Iowa State for sure. So looking back after leaving after that elite appearance. Um, was there any sort of, you know, motive for you at all to come back and play a third year, try to go, you know, chase that ring? Or is it one of those things that you're like, you know, that's as far as we got and I need to go to the next level? Or did you have any, any sort of motive to go back and, and try to get one more one more shot at it? No motive at all whatsoever. After that, uh, I, I made the NCAA tournament. I did what I wanted to do. Because as a freshman, you don't make no tournament or nothing. And you see everybody in the dance just having a good time, it seemed like. It's like, hey, I want to be there. But after I already got there, um, I was ready to go. Ready to start making money. You talked about your mom. Um, you're ready to be in the league. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't no lockout this year. It, it was like it's time to go. And, and on that topic, do you have a stance on college athletes being paid? I know that's very controversial right now. Uh, what, what's your stance on you know these college athletes that are making these universities tons of money by bringing out these fans and these – you know, you know these TV contracts and stuff. What's your stance on that? I mean, I feel like it's been happening forever. I mean, I honestly think it's unfair because it is it is kids that need to leave and go to college. But you know, instead of some people go to college and drop out because they got to take care of their family and stuff like that. So as far as like athletes going to college, I think they should get paid because hey, you are doing a job. Like you're not just going to school. You are putting in time against your body and working out and going to play all these games and make all this money from you. Yeah, give them a little check or something. I'm really upset that when I came to college, the year I came, that's the year they stopped making NCAA hoops. And I was going to be on the mm. video game. So oh, I, was, oh. I was really hurt. I was like, hey, I'm about to be on the game next year. I can't <laughs> wait to get to college. And all of a sudden, I seen this thing on Twitter. Oh, NCAA is not making the games no more. That's really where I Been was. Been rated like, like 95 overall or something? I hope so. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm going to be a 95. I'm about to be playing myself every day. But, you know, it is what it is. But uh, that's really what. That's really what. I wish they could make the game again at least or something. Absolutely. Like, that's a good point. Yeah. We're still waiting on NCAA football or basketball real, after 14 man. because that was like one of the biggest games that you look forward to in the summer yep. to go, and especially as an athlete, a student athlete, to play with yourself and stuff like that. And Damn. now because of the licensing, and I think they're working on it. Actually, I think they're passing like stuff to get players paid like a portion of that because they're using their likeness. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But Not even that, man, it just it makes it makes other people happy too. Like their family, like oh, I get to play with my cousin, or yeah. I get to play with my brother on the video game while he's yeah. in college. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to just be a professional athlete i think it's i think it's cool everybody gonna go see the games everybody gonna want to play with their favorite college player like i mean yeah they should get paid <laughs> <laughs> so after college 
you know, you were drafted by the Thunder, you know, right after that uh, 2012 Western Conference Championship for the Thunder. Uh, what was it like? What So after college, what were the draft workouts like? What was the process like? What other teams were talking to you? Um, and, and what was it? Was it surreal? Like, what was yeah. it all like? And like, so pre-draft workouts and stuff. Like, did you ever work out for the Thunder? Were you surprised that they drafted you? Kind of. We just kind of walk us through that process of, of what you experienced. Okay, uh, I don't I don't know how to really say this. I didn't like the draft process. I didn't like the process. Uh, it's just uh, well, I was really nervous. First off, uh, the first team I actually went to was Golden State, and uh, I had <laughs> my matchup was uh, Festus Azili. Now he's really big, really large, yeah. really strong. I'm not that strong, you know. It's just my draft process was a little harder than than it should have been. Um, I had a workout with New Orleans, and I had to go against Jared Sullinger, and we played one-on-one in the post. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do against Jared Sullinger in the post right now? And, uh, uh, yeah, that's just what it was. I really had a lot of big men. Uh, my best workout was definitely uh, Detroit. Detroit had the ninth pick that year. I'll never forget this day. I'm working out with Detroit. It's me and uh, five of the guys. I'm not going to say no names, of course. Um, but uh, I killed the workout. I missed maybe three shots the whole shooting drill. I, I, I was on top. We played one-on-one against everybody. I beat everybody in one-on-one. Everything was just – I just knew I was going to Detroit for sure. Uh, so I see all the coaches in the offices and everything, everybody telling me how outstanding I did. I should be playing a two or three or whatever because this is what the players that were watching was telling him. You know, they had their players, like, scout us or whatever. So I go to the last person. I'm not going to say who, of course, but uh, he was like, hey, like, why didn't you do this at Baylor? And are you just doing this to get a job right now? And I didn't really didn't know how to answer that. It was just like, I had questions like that that I didn't know what to really say. I was like, I got better, you know, over the course of the summer. Like, just take I've been putting work now. in. Yeah, like, I've been yeah. putting work in. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do, right? And uh, That's almost like an aggressive question, you know? It's, That's it's like, a, it's it's like, like almost like a shot at like your character. Listen, I didn't know what to say. I was in there like, I got better? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's just what it was. And then uh, I had another I forgot who asked me this question, uh, but somebody asked me why I didn't play as hard as Quincy AC in college. And I was just like, that's the type of player he is. Like, that's just, we're two different type of people. But it's just like, I didn't know how to answer a lot of stuff they were asking me. And it was just like, really like challenging brain questions where you don't think about like, oh, why you didn't play as hard as this guy? Or why this guy do this and you didn't do that at this time? I'm like, I'm not thinking about that at the time. Just playing basketball, trying to put the ball in the hoop. Yeah, just being me. Yeah, so just it's being me. The, the, the draft process is a lot more than just going in and working out. They're asking, it's almost like more. an interview. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interview and some questions you're not ready for. Right. Like, and, uh, and the thing that really, uh, I'm not going to say it really hurt me because uh, I'm, I'm happy to be drafted by Oklahoma City. I love it here. I love the people here. Um, they told it was two days before the draft, and that's the Detroit workout. And they told us they said whoever we're gonna pick somebody from this workout. Drummond was not there, by the way. He wasn't there, but he said we're gonna pick somebody from this workout. So I knew I was gonna get picked number nine. Blah blah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then um, I'm getting on the plane to go to the to the um, to the draft, but then I'm getting off the plane because Houston just called my agent and they're like, hey, we want you know Perry to come in, check him out the day before the draft. I'm like, cool. Y'all got three picks in a row. I'm definitely going. I go, they check me out, whatever. They like, oh, you're fine. I go on by my business. I go to the draft. I get to the draft, and a little kid come up to me. He said, hey, you know you got red flagged? And I was like, huh? I'm like, what you mean? And then all of a sudden, that's how I knew. Like, a little kid had to tell me at the draft, like, wow. you got red flagged. And I was like, oh, wow. my God. So I'm thinking I'm about to go 9 or 12, 13, 14, whatever picks Houston got. I'm like, it's four picks in a row. Like, I'm about to go one of them, nothing. Yeah, and that was probably really – 
Twitter didn't get big till like 2011, 10, uh, yeah. 12. And probably that kid found out via Twitter because I remember yeah. you were projected to go pretty high, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, uh, he has a, you know, per- personality, you know, issues because of what maybe what they asked you, like, oh, why don't you play as hard?" And although like definitely talent, everything was there, like you said, they like the very aggressive questions they ask you because I I know like reading up on what they ask NFL players is just like some of the most ridiculous shit. Yeah, you really don't, and like as a kid growing, like as a kid just coming in, everything, everything going so fast, you really don't know what to say. Like, right? It's not like I'm a grown That's man a good now. Point. Like, if you ask me now, I'd be like, hey, like he's a different player. But back then, I was like, y'all, you're like 22 years you know, old at that point. The, like, yeah, yeah. I, no, I was 20. It was like, yeah, like, yeah yo, 20, you're like, right? You're, you're like, you, y'all are NBA teams, and I want to play in the NBA, and yeah. I got to talk to y'all. I really know what to say to y'all because like. All I, all I ever done was play basketball and just, like, you put me on the court, I'm out there to do it. Like, all this other stuff, I really wasn't, you know, it was all, like I say, I was naive to everything. Right. So, so you were talking about the, the beginning part of, like, the on-court workouts for teams. Oh, yeah. Um, did a lot of teams kind of expect you to play 4 or 5 coming into the league? Yeah. That's, that's kind of what it was. I was playing uh, in my draft workouts. I was against bigger guys and played in the post and all this stuff. And I was like, hey, that's not, like – Nobody really knew how to um, how to say this. Nobody knew where I should be at. Like, yeah, was there ever kinda, a point in time in those workouts where you felt like there was a there, there was a switch where maybe people were looking at you more of a more of a wing or a no. or a guard or it was just constantly just trying constantly, to work as big constantly. And it was like I, this is in my this is in my strong suit right here. Like I'm yeah. not I'm not really built to be banging out here with yeah. 250 you know type of people. Like so, you're an athlete wing. You're not going to be banging down and. Get it, catching in the post, come, yeah. get your hand up in the post, backing nah, down. Festus Azili, like I'm, like Festus Azili. Come on, now he was, he was the, <laughs> str- he was arguably the strongest person in college at that time. Yeah. Like, why am I matched up? I'm a buck fifty soaking wet at the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I matched up with this dude that's 300 pounds all muscle? I'm not understanding. What, was there ever with any teams like a conversation about that? Where no. it was like, you know, you don't seem strong enough to play the post, or where are you more comfortable? Was there never anything like that? It ain't nothing like that, man. It's wow. like, hey, listen, yeah. if you don't perform as, if you yeah. don't perform well or anything, it is, it is what it is. It's just, they don't ask you nothing, and it ain't like, do you want to play the four? Do you, are you comfortable on the mm-hmm. wing? It's none of that. Like, only it, thing only thing you have is, like, maybe doing shooting drills. They let you shoot at the three, and like, you can show them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But as far as playing and stuff, like, like for instance, guarding Jared Sullinger in the post, like, He's he's wide, man. He's, he's wide and he's big. And when I, you think I'm gonna knock him off the block playing one on one? Like yeah. we're not we're not running up and down the court. Right. You know what I'm saying? We can't. It's like I gotta beat him up and down the court and run on the wing and like get fast break points. Like nah, it's just one on one the post and he's just sitting here being comfortable and not getting tired because right. like it's you know what I'm saying? We're yeah. not cro- it's whatever, man. So. I'm just thinking about the modern NBA that you would fit at the four in the That's modern NBA. Like yeah, now all you have all these you know stretch fours and even stretch fives that they just sit out there and shoot wide open buckets while a point guard drives and kicks. Yeah, so right. it's really interesting like to see like if you would have been drafted, you know so even time, like two years later. If your timeline you know? was two to four years later, you know, things probably would have been different to be honest and that just goes back to the nba being a business like none of these teams are asking you know where are you comfortable it's all about them yeah, it's, it's like, like they wanted you them. to fit their they, mold exactly. instead of vice versa right yeah man it's it's, it's crazy man like I, I don't understand i got i get the ball off the rim in college and i bring it down the court and i can facilitate and i can shoot and uh i mean only time you really saw me in the post scoring was uh off a drive and then a hook shot or a dunk like you didn't really yeah. see me like just posting people up all game and that's just that just wasn't me in college, so I don't know why they thought maybe I was going to add fifty pounds in a year, in the summer. I don't know. <laughs> On that topic of you know guarding these guys in your drafts, just to jump ahead a little bit, is there a guy that sticks out in your mind in an NBA game that's like the hardest matchup you've ever had to guard? 
That's a tough one, man, because I done played – a lot of people don't know or believe me or not, but I done played all five positions uh, with the Thunder. Uh, I remember you, when they you were announced point that, guard. That, that you were running point guard yeah. in, that, in yeah. that season where everyone was injured. Yeah, yeah I had to, but, like, that's that was uh, – that's what got me going too. Like with coaches, like, "Hey, Perry, run the point." I was like, "Excuse me, coach, what you say?" <laughs> like, I got you, man. I'm not gonna let you down. That's how I had that little run. But as far as the hardest people to guard, um, I guess uh, I'm gonna have to say LeBron. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I that's think a, that that's qualifies another, as a good answer. <laughs> yeah. That, that's <laughs> that thing. one checks out. But wait, wait. This is the thing about the whole LeBron situation. Okay, so we're playing the Heat, right? And like, I haven't played in about like two, three weeks. I haven't, I haven't touched the floor at all. And. Uh, we down by like 15. LeBron got like 24 at the time or something like that. LeBron's cooking. So we had halftime. And I'm just sitting there chilling. Me and Jeremy sitting here laughing because we know we're not going to play. It's the big three heat. It's LeBron. <laughs> we ain't playing today. We know we ain't playing today. So coach come out, ball up some paper. He's like, all right, Perk, you're not playing this game. You're not playing this half. Perry, you start. You got LeBron. Everybody else just match up. Oh, I was like, my. What? Your face is like, oh, awesome. hey, listen, I started sweating immediately. My shirt was soaked. I ain't in the game, man. I was like, oh, my God. And Jeremy was just looking at me like, you got this, bro. But I know he's being sarcastic. I was like, <laughs> so I was in there. My heart just pounding. I can't hear nothing no more. I didn't hear him. I didn't hear them break the huddle or nothing. I'm just like, my, I'm just in a whole different zone right now. Like, go guard the best player in the world like it's nothing. I, but I, I, understand what he, I understand what he was doing because I guarded Kevin all the time. And, like, yep. even though he had me on the second team, whenever Kevin was doing good in practice, he'd be like, Perry, go guard him. And then that's when Kevin had, like, a tougher matchup, like when Kevin had to really work or whatever. So I understand what he was doing there. At the time, it was like, I'm a, like, all right, I'm still a fan of basketball. It's LeBron James. You tell me to guard the number one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you tell me to guard the number one, number two player in the league right now. So I get out or there. Or ever. Yeah, ever, right? <laughs> so I'm in there. I'm, like, I'm laying the ball up. Can't hear the crowd. It's loud. And so, like, uh, LeBron coming down uh, with the ball. And he's talking to Scotty. He's like, he's talking to Coach. He's like, come on, Scotty. You really going to do this? And he's talking about me. And then all of a sudden, he just clicked. I was like, wait a minute. I play basketball. Who are you talking to? Like, and then after that, it was like, we ended up winning that game and stuff or whatever. But, like, after that, that's, that's what really, like, turned the switch for me. It was like. Kind of a little fire under you. Yeah, it was like, like, wait a minute. I'm good, too. Like, you can't. Like, yeah, like, I'm here. Like, yeah, I'm don't, here don't be chirping about me to someone else. Yeah, like, and I had, to, I, like, at that point, I was like, I got to prove to him that that I'm here. And it's, it's really crazy how all that transpired, too, because when I was uh, at LeBron James camp and I saw him there. And I told him, hey, I'm going to be number one pig one day, and you're going to have to play against me. I remember telling him that LeBron James can. I'll never forget that moment. So when that happened, it was like, this is like a movie right here. Like, I got to awesome. write a book, or yeah. I got to have a movie come out about this or something. <laughs> but It's like so, your, your idol, somebody you looked up to you automatically. That's when you realize, oh, this is my competitor now. Right, right. Hey. And it's kind of crazy. When I first got here, um, the first two weeks, like, nobody was really here. But then, like, we started playing 505, and Kevin and them showed up. And I had to guard Kevin for the, fir- the first day or whatever. And, like, Kevin was just got the rebound, bringing it down. I was like, hey, I'm really guarding one of my favorite players right now. Like, it was just – everything was so surreal and so shocking to me. But it's an experience that I'll never forget for sure. So, how did that – so, you said you guys won. Like, I've watched a lot of Thunder games. I probably don't remember this exact one. You guys won. How did that half go for you, though? Uh, it was a great half. Actually, uh, he actually gave me credit after the two. Like, he was like, hey, if Perry didn't come in, they wouldn't have won. Like, I, I didn't. Cool. I didn't do. My, I only had like three points. I only probably shot the ball one time offensively. Cause I was so keen on locking, trying to lock LeBron up. I mean, I wasn't locking him up, of course. Like, but like, You're making life a little more difficult. Right? Trying to, man. I was trying my best out there. Like, I was getting mad when people were trying to help me. I'm like, don't help me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna prove to him that I'm I'm, I'm here today. But and, uh, yeah, it is what it is, man. It's uh, and then I got back to my phone. I had 900 text messages. It was a game that was on. It was a game on. Uh, I think awesome. it was on TNT or ABC. One of them. But is that an exaggeration? Or did you really have like 900? I, I had like 
No, nah, I had like 95. <laughs> That's a lot of text. Like miles, I don't like. even have 95 contacts on my phone. <laughs> and it was like most of the numbers I never, I ain't seen in years. I was like, huh, what is this? Huh? Like, who are these people? Like, but yeah, man, it's, uh, that was that was probably one of the. Not the first, not, not the best game I ever had, but it's definitely one of the top ones. So I actually was going to pull this up. I was going through last night. I saw the big three. You know, they t- I hear about a month ago, they tweeted out your highlights of your career high against the Clippers. Yeah. Like, so as a Thunder fan, we're going through that time, you know, where Kevin Durant's hurt, Russell Westbrook's hurt, and we're just like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. <laughs> like, this is really bad. And then you come in and have, like, that, those stretch of games, and that might have been, like, one of my favorite mem- one of my favorite memories yeah. looking back on Thunder history. <laughs> Because we were like, Perry Jones is a baller, man. Like, this might actually be the next Kevin Durant. So your, your career high against the Clips, you dropped 32 points on just 17 shots. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, that's – I was at that game. I remember thinking, like – Crazy. Because you were playing – like, that's one of those games you were playing every position. Right. You yeah. were yeah. playing everything. Um, that's kind of crazy. That's, uh, that's what I like to do. That's how, like – I don't know, man. It's, it's – um, they just did a, the coaching staff just did a good job on keeping me aware of like everything. And uh, the crazy part is a lot of people don't talk about it. But the game before that, we played Portland. Had a terrible game against Portland. It was the, it was the day before that. Actually, it was, that was our back to back game. Played Portland at Portland. I had the worst game of my life. It was I had three points. I couldn't buy a bucket. Platoon was giving me the works. I was like, man, what is going on? Like I was slipping all over the place. Feel like I can't get no grip on my shoes. It was just a bad day for me. Like I, I was sitting there on the plane going to LA, and I was like, man, with my head down, like I can't believe I played like this. Like, cause in preseason when Kevin was hurt, I was doing just fine. Like I was, I had like 17, 21. I was everything was perfect. So I was like, oh, season come, I'm gonna be ready. That game happened. I was like, what's going on? And the next game, I was like, all right, let that game go. And then after I made my first bucket, it was just like, I don't know, man. It just kind of kept rolling after in that. In the zone. Going into that game with, like, so many guys injured, did you go in kind of with the mindset of, like, this is my game. I'm taking over here. I I, I mean, I didn't say that exactly, but, you know, because Russell was still playing at the time. Russell hurt his hand actually after the first quarter or something like that, and then that's when Russell was out, and then that's when I I had to – that's when Coach was like, hey, Perry, run the point. But, um, I mean, before the game, I was like – they was doing their little show, whatever, uh, their little whatever you call it. Uh, before the national anthem or whatever, oh, yeah. and I was just like, "Man, bro, you gotta you come out here and show them who you are." You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't like you better than this. Like, I know you are. I was just talking to myself on the sideline, like, and coach was trying to talk to me. I was like, "I'm not trying to listen right now. Like, just let me <laughs> be in my zone right now." And then, like, let me get my mind right. And once yeah. the lights came on, it was just like, "All right, I'm ready." And then mm-hmm. it kind of just happened, man. I couldn't. I, to be honest with you, like, when it was happening, like, I wasn't tired. I was. It was just like. Every time I made a shot, it was like, oh, I'm back to 100% and I'm ready to go again. Like, every single time, it was just like I was just hot and on the road. Like, it was basically just time to get buckets. Basically, that's what it felt like. It was just <laughs> like I was out there. You, know, you saw me smiling and laughing. I was having a yeah, great time. Having I, fun. I ain't had that much fun in the league since, you know. So. Yeah. so I feel like for the common NBA fan, you know, people on Twitter and stuff, you know, they say it'd be the, the coolest, easiest job to be in the NBA. Just go out there and, and play the game you love. So – What's some of the behind the scenes? Because I know it's it's not as easy as it looks. You're you're practicing all the time, busting your butt through the ups and downs. What's something that like the common NBA fan that, that makes those comments that you'd say to them? Like, what's something that they don't know about being an NBA player? That's tough to answer since I've always been like, since I've just, that's the only thing I've been doing is uh, you got to make it a lifestyle, I guess. Like, you have to breathe. You have to. All you got, you can't do nothing but watch basketball. Okay, if you don't, like, you're gonna be a step behind everybody else. Like, yeah. you got to be straight basketball, basketball. You got to know everything, everybody, every play. Um, and then on top of that, you never know. Like, you might not ever play. 
You know what I'm saying? It might you might be the last on the team to you know what I'm saying? Like it's all a business. It's yep. not it's not just basketball. It's like you can be good, you can think you're the best player on the team and you can possibly be the best player on the team, but because of the business side, nobody ever knows. You're just gonna be in the back. Yep. You're just gonna be sitting back there. It's it's really mentally demoralizing and draining yeah. if you're not playing if it's not all glamorous it's not all glamorous and if you are playing it's just so much other stuff outside of that it's um i, I don't know how to you have to watch every step you take every move you make like i don't kinda know under like, like a microscope kind of ain't the word like it's a, <laughs> you are you are I, yeah kinda, like it's um i really i really can't really explain it because i've been just in it the whole time and but um it's just hard to like know like there are people against you regardless of what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the worst thing that's the worst thing that could really happen is like you're feeling down and and out or something like that, and you got a bunch of people talking a bunch of crap about yep. you, and yep. it's like I ain't do nothing to y'all. You know, like that's the part. That's you gotta be mentally strong to play in the NBA for sure. Yep. It definitely feels like that. So, the travel, because I think a lot of people don't understand the amount of travel that goes mm. into the NBA and. You know, like sleep schedules are screwed up, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So we can kind of kind of touch on that a little bit. Like, what's the travel like? What's the schedule like? What's your sleep schedule like? Do you even get to sleep at night, or are you sleeping in the afternoons? Like, what what is all of that kind of like? Well, my sleep pattern was I slept anytime I could um, because uh, one, no matter where you are, you going you want to be a good player. So you're going to get to practice early. You're going to leave practice late. So you're already taking off a couple hours of your day already. As far as traveling and sleep goes. If you got a away game, you leave right after the game. Um, I usually get all my sleep on the planes. Um, hopefully, we're going from coast to coast. That's a long sleep for me. But um, just like being on different time zones every other day and not knowing what time, you know what I'm saying? Just all that is just uh, draining itself. Um, and if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not taking care of your body and not getting the, the side naps and sleeps and stuff like that, like you, you're going you're gonna to be in bad shape, man. Like it's, it's definitely, uh, like I say, it's mentally draining as well. Did you have like any sort of pregame ritual, like the hours leading up to the game? Was it like nap, eat something, get to the arena? Yeah, because uh, we have most of, most of the time we have shoot around, and even if we didn't have a shoot around, like I definitely take a nap. You know, I got to take a nap. Uh, wait, I got to eat first, then I take a nap. You was, know, was there a usual thing you ate, or was it just different every time? It was kind of different every time. Uh, the only thing I ate consistently before a game was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's like. Yeah. Well, I'm at the arena two hours before the game. Let me get a PB and J. Grape or strawberry? Uh, grape. Uh, they didn't have strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have tried it if they had it, but I, I went in there and got me a Smucker's Uncrustable, or whatever you want to call it, before every game. Actually, me and Jeremy did that. It was kind of funny. So. Okay, so me I want to Jeremy and Reggie. <laughs> uh, and Reggie, I, I want to use this opportunity to talk a little bit, ask you a little bit about Jeremy because you guys had a really cool relationship. Yeah, a really cool friendship. Like. Watching you guys on the bench was half the entertainment of the game for us Thunder fans because you guys just had so much fun with it. Like, there's that picture I know that kind of has made rounds and still makes rounds on Thunder Twitter today of you like falling back and Jeremy catching you and you both oh, just yeah. staring at the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what happened? Just was, got, are you guys still pretty close? You guys still talk quite a bit? Um, yeah, we still talk. That's yeah. funny. He actually That's texted cool. me like uh, a week ago or stuff like that. But you know, I, I was talking to him about uh, he's about to have a kid. He's about to have a little girl. And stuff Very like cool. That. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's about to have a little girl and everything. Um, but. Um, yeah, man, that's that's kind of what uh, what kept us going too, because um, we weren't playing so much. So like, the only thing we could do was find a way to have fun without playing. Because like, all we really wanted to do, honestly, was be out there on the court. Like, we hated being. Let me tell you something. Me and Jeremy hated being on the bench. Like, we hated it with a passion. We was like, hey, I want to be out there so bad. Because like, 
And you both were super talented too. Yeah, I mean, just, that, I think that's shown. You both have a lot of talent. So just that's, as that's basketball be players, like we want to be out there, but we had to make something fun and still like be interactive with the game. So like when we went out there, we wouldn't be like, oh, like what's going on? Type, you know what I'm saying? It's a feeling you get when you like engaged in the game. But us celebrating kept us engaged and kept us on our toes. So the I'm sure your teammates really appreciated that as well. You know, I hope they, they did. They appreciated that was, the that was a lot of hard work. That was a lot <laughs> right, of thinking. Right, yeah. do, you, do you see uh, his half-court buzzer beater the other night? I saw. I actually, that was I wild. Actually, I actually texted him and was like, did you call game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, awesome. yeah, that was that was a crazy shot. He's like, I didn't even know that was going in, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I didn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knew. Everybody turned around when you yep, shot it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Including Kemba. Right. Yeah. I saw that too. I, 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 I bust out laughing when I saw that. I was like, that's your man. Y'all, y'all went to college together. Like, you're supposed to be happy boy, you shot yeah. it. Like, okay, okay. This. Nah, he turned around and was like, man, he did not just shoot this ball. <laughs> How tough is it when, when you're going through the motions and you're not knowing if you're going to play? And then, like, kind of like you talked about a minute ago, where all of a sudden you're in the game guarding LeBron James. Like, how tough is that to, to kind of keep right mentally and work through that, knowing that some nights you might, might be sitting on the bench with Jeremy the whole night, and some nights you might be out guarding the best player in the world? You got to have a friend on the team. Uh, you got to have somebody you compete with. And uh, Jeremy was that person for me. Uh, like we went at it every day, getting there early every day. Uh, that's what keeps you on your toes and keep you ready. Um, because if I, if I didn't have somebody like Jeremy, to be honest, Jeremy or Reggie, to be honest, like, who knows where I would have, you know, I probably would have been out after the second year for sure. You know, like, it's, um, it was, um, I don't know how to really explain this, man. Like, it, later on, I kind of knew, like, my third year after coming back from the injury, like, I knew I wasn't going to be playing a lot, you know. Uh, it's actually a crazy story. Um, I came back from the injury, but everybody was back at the time. Uh me, I ain't gonna say no names, man. But it was four of us. It was four of us, and we was playing. Uh, well, five others, and we were playing three on three. But for some reason, like it wasn't too, it wasn't too, uh, too good. So coach pulled us to the side. Coach started talking to us, and he went down the line. I'm not gonna say what he said to everybody else because it's not, you know, that's their business. Yeah. But he got coach got to me, and he was like, "Hey, you may play five minutes, you may not." And I didn't know what to think after that. After that, it was like. I just had 32. Like, what you mean? I may play five minutes. I may not. But like, it's just something you gotta like. It's something you gotta endure and fight through, no matter what. Like, just being in the being in the office during playoffs or whatever, and like seeing your name on the board, and you're the last name on the board, and you like, why am I the last name on the board? Like, it's just like just seeing small things like that, or just hearing stuff like that. Is like, you gotta have a friend, or you know, you gotta have somebody you can talk to and vent to, or whatever. Because if you don't, you're gonna crumble on your own. What about uh, Russ? Did you guys ever uh, really have like much of a relationship? Did you get to be around him and KD much? Um, what, what were they kind of like as teammates? Uh, they were great. I mean, to be honest, I think Russ. I, to be honest, nobody believes to this day. I think Russ is one of the coolest people I've ever met, man. Like, That's awesome. He's uh, I mean, he's just different, man. I can't really explain it, man. He's just somebody you can't do nothing but gravitate towards. Uh, I know people see him on the court and see a monster and things like that, but like you gotta think, like that's what he does. Like that's his. That's his job. His job is to be a great basketball player. That's just the attitude you got to have. Like, I'm a great basketball player. That's all it is. But I don't think people realize off the court that he's, like, one of the nicest dudes you ever meet. Like, just coming in, just giving everybody Jordans and, like, you know what I'm saying? Just just stuff like that. KD, too, man. KD was the same way. Like, them them two dudes, like, really, like, they really did a thing in the locker room that, like, made everybody just be together. So when when people say – Russ, when he steps on the court, flips a switch and is a different dude. That's that's legit. Like that's he's legit, legit. Like, uh, play, listen, 
we made the playoffs and we got to the playoffs and like Russ was like, hey, don't say nothing and you don't do exactly what Russ say, he's your, he gonna be the one to chew you out. You ain't gotta worry about coach. Like, <laughs> like that's just how that's just how they were. Him and matter of fact, him and Kevin, but Russ was really like Russ really like made everything detailed, especially when it came to playoffs. Like you just tell like when he on the court it's a different switch, but like when he off the court, he's laughing, smiling, having a good time, making jokes. So as you get them lines, it's all serious and all business, man. It's just that's that's the that's the one person that really keeps on that for me. Like between these lines, I'm not your friend. Yep. So you talked about how like Jeremy was that guy for you that you kind of needed to to vent to. Uh, you've mentioned Reggie a few times. Were you close with those guys because of because of age? Because of you guys kind of all came into the league at the same time or roughly around the same time? Um, what what built that camaraderie between you three? Well, definitely that. Definitely the age. Uh, definitely us getting around the same time. I kind of knew Jeremy through uh, AAU uh, and stuff like that. So I kind of already knew who Jeremy was and everything. Uh, I didn't know who Reggie was until I got there. But me and Reggie just kind of clicked once once I got there. I'm assuming it's because of age too. But you know, we had like we had Serge Perkins. We had a lot of older guys. We had Nick. You know, but uh, us three, we always uh, kicked it all the time. So and it's just that's just what it was. They just became my friends and it's just. It kind of just happened out of nowhere, man. You know how it is when you're on a team for a couple of years. Like it's just like these are my boys. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, so then I guess you go and you get traded to Boston, right? Yeah. Can you kind of go through the process of being traded? I mean, you mentioned the business side of things. It's a little sad, man. I, mean, yeah. I guess I could talk about it. Um, you don't have to. You don't want to. I promise. Nah, I mean, I, I, it's good to get it out there. You know what I'm saying? Just to, so people can know. Um, so my third year was the hardest year with the Thunder. Yeah. Um, I had a cousin who I grew up with that uh, lived with me. Um, he, had, he had heart problems, things like that. But the third year uh, coming to the season is when it got kind of bad for him. And uh, he was living with me. He's been living with me since I was at Baylor. And like when I was at Baylor, uh, I asked him to move with me. You know what I'm saying? So that's how close we were. Right? It's kind of like we were like two lost puppies that you couldn't separate and put in a different room. Like we had to be by each other or something. But um, so um, he got sick early in the season. And uh, he had to get shipped to Dallas to go to the hospital and things like that. Uh, after every practice and every game, I drove to Dallas uh, to go be in the hospital with him and stuff like that. And uh, just a lot going on that season. Yeah, it was uh, nope, like that's pretty incredible. I, I didn't, I didn't tell the coaches. I didn't tell, I didn't tell nobody that I was doing that. It was just. Uh, Cause I know they would have tried to keep me from doing it. And I was like, you can't keep me from my, my you know what I'm saying? This is the only person, that's, this, he's closer to me than blood, you know what I'm saying? Like, so um, after every game, every practice, every time we came in from out of town, if we didn't have practice the next day or whatever, if we wasn't, you know, if we got in at four in the morning and we didn't have practice, I'm, I drove to Dallas from the airport. Like, that's why I stayed. Like, I, I wake up in the morning and come to practice or come to the game or whatever. Nobody knew this. I didn't I want to tell people my business and things like that, but. Um, right. But uh, that alone, with just traveling, is uh, is a lot in itself. Uh, so um, he never been out of the country before, and uh, the doctors let him go home for a while because they saying he don't know how long he has and he don't have to stay at the hospital. Um, we went on a cruise to Cozumel. It was me, him, uh, my two best friends, and my little brother. Uh, we went to Cozumel on a little cruise. Came back, best experience I ever had in my life. That's awesome. Um, and then once I landed, uh, once I landed back on uh, on shore or whatever, um, I saw that uh, uh, cancer got paid, and uh, I was like, "Dang!" Well, 
I know what that means, kinda. But I didn't really know for sure. And then uh, the next day I got a call from Sam. He was like, hey, we're going to trade you to Boston, things like that. Um, I was really hurt by the trade because of what I was doing. Um, I was going to Dallas to see my cousin. It's like, hey, you're sending me to the furthest you team You were just possible. close enough that just, you could still make that trip. Just close enough. And it was like, hey, you're kind of sending me to the furthest team away possible right now. Like, it was just really – it was just a bad spot for sure. And uh, even when I was there, I even told the coach there, like, when I had a price the next day, I left and flew to Dallas. Like – because I didn't know what I didn't know what was to come, stuff like that. Um, right before we went to, right before we went to um, Spain or whatever, we went with Boston for a preseason. Uh, he passed, and he passed right before he passed the day after I was there. And then um, I was there. I saw him at ICU. He went at the time he was at ICU, and uh, I don't know, man. Uh, that was just uh, one of the hardest times ever. And I had to come back to Boston to come to practice. And I didn't want to do that, but I had to because it was my job. And then the next day, his mom called me, told me he passed and stuff like that. So after that, like, I couldn't, I couldn't shoot a basketball no more. I couldn't dribble. Like, I was a totally different player at Boston than I was uh, before. And, um, and I kind of still deal with that now to this day because right after that, right after Boston, after I got waived, I went to Iowa, the energy at the time. Then I broke my I hip. I remember that. I fractured my hip right after that. So it was like everything kind of happened. The worst possible thing happened. It's kind of like when it rains, it pours. When you it know rains, it pours, yeah. man. It snowed too a little bit. So that's that's the part of the NBA the common fan doesn't understand. You know, they're they're seeing you as a player. They don't realize you're a person too. They don't they don't see that side. Really that's, appreciate you yeah. being so candid about yeah. that too. I mean, that's we're all uh, all a little dusty eyed in here. I think. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, to be honest, man, people don't know and. Um, I, I, I think it's best that people do know, like, like I wasn't I wasn't just out here and like I just not putting the work in or not something. Putting right, the work right, in. right. Yeah, I'm I'm still putting the work in. It's just like, and that's that's another thing too. Like that's what's hard is like we're still people and we still mm-hmm. have our regular lives. It's not just basketball. It's like you still got your loved ones. You still got people you got to take care of. You still have real life problems. Like even though, even though it seemed like it's the best job in the world, like mm-hmm. mentally, you know, the mind is a powerful thing. So like. If that's getting messed with, like, just imagine what else is doing for everything else in your life. Because it makes you think about, I mean, even for Thunder fans this year, that Alex Abrinas, we still don't know what's going on, but we know it's personal. Or Kevin Love, who was out for a long time for mental illness and stuff like that. People just, they're wanting, oh, when's this guy going get, to gonna get back on the floor? Why is, what's going on? With the, why, why is he struggling on the court? Why is he in a jersey? Why is he always taking, you know, this next week off? When is he going to be back? People forget about the human aspect of the league and the association and they just totally ignore that aspect and just want you know what they paid for which is i mean as a part as although like that's what they want it's just that's a crappy side of being under a massive microscope under being in in the association the the pinnacle of what you're doing so i mean it's just i think we've kind of talked about this on our podcast before but like a lot of times people view these players as uh, guys on the te- these millionaires on the TV or the guys on my 2K. Yeah, just yeah. Like 2K, like, like oh, I mean, 2K, they, <laughs> they don't they have feelings. They right. don't experience like things in their lives that might inhibit them from playing. Oh, like that's that's not the way this goes. Yeah. So it's it's really a testament to what you guys deal with on a day to day basis. Like you're like us, you have things. Just of course, you know, you happen to play basketball at the highest level possible. Yeah, and it's like you know you you mentioned like how difficult the trade to Boston was because of real life stuff that's that's going on and you know i think people think oh like so-and-so is getting traded like 
it, it's the 2K thing, right? I, I can trade this player, match the salary, and trade this player, and, you know, whatever. But there's, like, there's so much stuff that that's behind the scenes that, that goes into that that, like, it's, it's, it's almost hard to fathom, you know? So, like, I teach for a living, you know? There's never any point where my boss is going to come to me and say, uh, I'm trading you to California, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you know, that that's not that I would complain at all because pay would be better and weather would be nicer. But, you know, like, that's never going to happen. So it's like I, th- I think people don't really understand the, the – that's – I mean, you you grew up in in Texas. You go to Baylor. You get drafted to Oklahoma City. Down you know, street. like yeah, it's it's very regional. And then go to Boston. Yeah. Like where the hell is Boston at? <laughs> right. You know, that's like thousand miles away. You know, so that's you got to uproot everything. You got to you know move all your stuff. It's it's. I mean, the moving part ain't that bad. You know, just it's not really just that. It's like kind of like what I was saying. It's the other things like yeah. my cousin at the time, like. This is the worst time possible. You can trade me to Boston. You could have yeah. traded me to Mavericks, Houston, even Phoenix, even Cali. I wouldn't care about Boston. Yeah, New That's Orleans, way up. something. That's yeah. way up there, yeah. the north and east part of our yeah. United, of the United States. You know, it's like, and I'm supposed, to, I'm, I need to be down south by my family and my yeah. cousin. It's kind of like, but like, and then on top of that, it's like nobody understands. So all it is is like, oh, you ain't gonna make the team, or you know, you hearing stuff like that. It's like. I'm, I'm losing somebody back home. I'm really focused on that, and I'm trying to make this team, but you got people tweeting you or whatever, you ain't going to make this team, but they don't understand why you're not going to make the team. So it's like, I'm not going to explain to y'all what's going on in my life. It's just like, yeah. I got to sit here and like read this stuff and like see, like, hey, y'all don't like me, obviously, but it is what it is, man. It's just uh, it's a, it's a part of it's a part of it's what I asked for. You know, like, I asked to be an NBA player. I asked to be a part of this. It's, I'm getting what I've been wanting, you know, so. I think it's tough, too, that, you know, an organization comes and they ask you to give your all to them. And you, you talked about the importance of loyalty. You know, you're, you're a loyal person. You're giving your all, not just to your family, but to your teammates, to the organization. And then to know that one day, it's you know, you might get that call that, yeah. hey, man, you're going to Boston. Listen, man, when I, when I got that call, I was like, damn, am I in trouble? On the, at first, like, I was like, <laughs> Sam don't really call me like that. So am I in trouble? Hold on, let me. And he said, what me and Jeremy do this time? Yeah, that's what low key. That's what like, I was like. I was like, dang, did I tweet something? I wasn't supposed to tweet. What's going on, man? Like, was y'all trying to call me while I was on the cruise? Like, I'm sorry, man. Like, but um, I mean, uh, at the time, like, it seemed like a big, uh, a big thing for the family. And like, yeah, the family was happy, but they were just happy because it was an NBA team. the The reality didn't set in for them, but the reality set in for me the whole time. It was just like. Like, you could kind of tell, like, when I was on the podium. I could tell myself, like, when I was on the podium and came to Boston and stuff like that, I wasn't really there. It was like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, it's kind of what I was saying to myself. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, y'all paying all these people. I need to be people. back home. And that was another thing, too. Like, it was another thing. Like, they already had 15 people. It was like, I'm the 16th man. I'm the odd man. I know it because I'm the only person that's here that's new. And I was for sure I was going to make the team, but I'm not going to disclose no names and stuff that was going on in the locker room or not in the locker room but with players and stuff that shouldn't they shouldn't be on the team because they wasn't doing what they were supposed to do or whatever or not showing up or stuff like that but like that's just the business side of it like you can't really control that you know like if they want you they want you if they don't they don't but like as far as like actions and things like if they think it's necessary to ship you off that's what they're gonna do regardless of what you're going through in your life or whatever so so now we fast forward 
and you've been back in Waco, back Boom. in Baylor. You've been hanging out with your coaches. Uh, they've been getting you back in the shape. Uh, no, I ain't, been, I ain't been hanging out with them. Oh, really? I've been, no, I ain't been hanging out with them. I just <laughs> see them from time to time. That's, okay. Stupid article. Article always been, get everything wrong. I've been, I've been hanging out with the with the, with the the strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, I've okay. been hanging out okay. with yeah, him yeah, a lot. That, but gotcha. Hanging gotcha. out used loosely. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. Yeah, loose term. That's fair. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> too fun for him, not too fun for you. Right. Not too fun for me, for sure. But, Perry um, Jones and Scott Drew hitting the club. <laughs> <laughs> nah, never, man. That could never happen. Nah. But um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm actually just uh, attending school right now uh, for this uh, semester. Um, had the injury thing. Had another injury. I know I had some crazy injuries. Uh, I fractured my hip uh, that year. I got traded to Boston. Um, the year after that, I tore my quad. Uh, oh my coming coming back from that. Actually, I tried to go. Actually, it's crazy. When I went to Russia, I had went to Russia. I wasn't really supposed to be in I Russia. About that. I wasn't all the way I mean I was cleared but like I wasn't healthy cleared I was just cleared to go play but I haven't done the necessary requirements to actually be ready to play at a full level like that so when I got there we was doing all this running and all this training and stuff and I was messing up even more and like I couldn't do what I wanted to do so of course they of course we had to split up I finally started feeling a little better after a little while after a little work or whatever then I got on the Iowa team again and then all of a sudden I'm playing it's crazy, man. I'm playing point guard this game. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm Russ. I'm about to have a triple double. I got 14, seven and seven and a half. I'm like, okay, I got this. I got this. Come, come down. Begin of the second half. I go to get a rebound, and all of a sudden I just feel something weird in my leg, and I'm like, huh? And I come down, and I try to take a step, and I couldn't. And it was just like, what happened? And it was like, at first they were telling me like, oh, I got a a knee bruise or a knee contusion. I was like, nobody hit me. Like, that's not a, that's not a real thing. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I know what that, I know what that is because I had a couple times with the Thunder. Like, I got hit in the knee a couple times. I know what that is. But I went to go see a doctor in Dallas. He was like, hey, your quad has a, a tear in it. Like, it's a tear right here. He had shown me on the screen and everything. I'm like, what? Like, that's what's been, that's why I can't move? And I was like, yeah. So the whole time I was rehabbing or doing whatever, but I was doing the wrong thing, you know, like, and like the same thing with my hip. When I fractured my hip, they told me I had a, slightly torn labor on there and tell me my hip had a crack in it you know so like when i went to see the other doctor in uh new york he was like hey you're not supposed to be moving you know you broke your, your hip is broke right now you're supposed to be blah 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 i'm like what like because i was telling them after every rehab i was like hey it feels worse and worse every day like it's starting to burn now like what's wrong like and they couldn't tell me nothing so like with the injuries i had i got misdiagnosed and mistreated for them so That's it's really crazy. been a that set you back right there that set yeah. me back another two years <laughs> So yeah, so that's like that's the, that's the part that people don't know as far as uh, people on the outside looking in, like all the actual other stuff that goes on. Because everybody else is like, hey, you know, you just play basketball. It's not really the case. So what goes through your mind when you see a guy get injured? Like we were talking about Nurkic, you see a guy like that go down, and you know you've you've had more than a handful of injuries yourself. Uh, what what's your thought process when you see a guy like that get hurt? Well. I'm not going to say that I feel necessarily really bad for him, you know, because he's going to get all the proper help he needs. He's going to get the best trainer, the best doctor, the best whatever, because he got hurt on the NBA team. I got hurt on the G League team. I didn't have the best doctors, the best nobody really cared type of thing. But because so many people care, he's going to be just fine. Think about Paul George. He got hurt. Yep. Boom. He got the best doctors, best boom. Now look at him. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody, every, like it's. Um, I feel really bad. I don't wish that upon nobody, but they're gonna get the best help they possibly can. So at the end of the day, like 
he's going to be okay, I believe. Like, I'm, I'm really optimistic about, you know, especially league injuries. Like, I'm really optimistic because they have so much in their back pocket to help them get through whatever situation it is. Like, really all you got to do is show up and they're going to take care of you kind of thing. I had to really, like, find out how to fix my hip or fix my quad on my own type thing because, like, I didn't have any help. And, like, especially after, like, things happened with Boston, I got waved. Like, I didn't have nobody no more. Like, that kind of really happens too. Like, once you're not in the league, it's kind of like people like, oh, you kind of forgotten about a little bit. And it's like, I, I asked for help, but it's like, it won't be given. It's kind of weird to really say it's like, hey, I'm yeah. asking for help, but like, it's like nobody wants to help me because I can't help them kind of thing. Yeah, it's right. just, like, like I said, the mental thing, you got to be strong mentally or it's not for you, you know, like, that's just what it is. What's the experience like in the G League? Because I don't think most people really understand how different it is from the NBA. They kind of think of it like people are more familiar with like minor league baseball. And it's, it's a lot more similar to the MLB. But I remember uh, I went to a, a Texas Legends game uh-huh. down in Frisco. How long ago? Uh, probably three years ago. Okay. All right. And uh, they were playing the blue. Uh-huh. And the Legends point guard drove the paint and got hurt and fell down and like slid into the stanchion and he just laid there and the the coach subbed in another player and he's still laying on the ground under the stanchion like i'm not kidding he's laying there and they subbed another dude in and they started playing again and the mc like the dude that's running around the arena saying like who wants a free t-shirt he comes over and picks the dude up gives him a shoulder and walks him off the court to the locker room like just the stark contrast between what happens in the nba when a when a guy goes down and what happens in the g league i mean does that does that kind of mesh with your experience yeah i mean you said it right there it's uh that's how it is that's how it was for me like uh, <laughs> and the travel sucks like i remember oh, hearing stories tra- oh, like they oh, just throw you had, on a plane when i was in when i was in Iowa, we had a 10-hour bus ride here to come play the blue wow and like and then on top of that the bus broke down halfway so it like oh took another God. two and a half hours oh like the traveling is crazy but like yeah as far as like the g league and stuff like that um I, now it's gotten a lot better you know as far as like you know marketing and everything and they putting a little more money into it but when i was playing in the g league nothing like that man like where i lived was terrible I'm, matter of fact i tell you it goes nba overseas college high school g league that's how it felt for me that's how wow. it was, it was a, i felt like it was a step under high school i felt like nobody really cared <laughs> about us it was just like that's just how i felt down there it's like and, and then i was in des moines iowa no knock on des moines iowa at all but like <laughs> coming from texas and coming from oklahoma city then you yeah. go to des moines iowa and all it really is is snowing out there it ain't nothing to do out there like and then on top of that like i didn't have um the one thing that really bothered me out of everything is like i didn't have unlimited gym time when I was here, okay, see, I can go to gym whenever I want to go to gym. Like, no matter, right. I can do that there. Hmm. Like, it was just like, I don't like know. Set times. Set times. And then on top of that, like, we had, we rented out a space to where, like, we had to get off at a certain time because soccer, indoor soccer was coming in. I was like, why y'all playing soccer <laughs> That's inside? Wild. Like, go outside in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's wild. Like, that's uh, the G League and uh, the NBA is like a. Uh, that's a big, that's a huge escalator up and down for sure. It's a night and day. So now you're starting to make your comeback, come back to playing basketball. Uh, you, you announced that you're going to be participating in the big three. Um, yeah, so how did that yeah, kind of yeah. come about? And uh, why like the big three maybe over some uh, other options you had, like you mentioned overseas and things like that. Uh, why'd you pick the big three? And like, how's, uh, how's that 
how do you see that going forward and like eventually probably trying to make it back into the, uh, the NBA? Well, um, really, that's kind of like why I'm in school, too. Uh, just working on my body and things like that because of the injuries. And I have deficiency in my muscles as far as my legs and stuff like that because of the, how bad the injuries have been. Um, but uh, the big three is basically what I do over the summer. Like, okay. go to California. If we ain't got enough to play five on five. We play four on four, half court, three on three, half court, whatever. It's um, that's cool. It's the same thing. That. But on top of that, it's a, it's a, it's something I, I can be a part of too. And at home, I don't have to go overseas right now. I can go overseas later. You know what I'm saying? But yep. right now, in my prime, sort of, kind of, you know, while I'm still really good at basketball, like my family can still come to the game. They ain't got to stay up till four in the morning and watch me play, or just see what I did on some on a sheet of paper or something like that they actually show up and participate at the game and get to see watch you some on TV yeah, and you still have to be around them that's a good point yeah so it's it's a, it's a family thing too you know because of what I've been through and then on top of that I get to play against people I had on my wall right. people I had on my yeah. people I looked up to growing up people that made me want to play the game because I remember when Cube came up with the big three and like the first guys that came out were like really old veterans like Allen like, Iverson like, more, like you know juiced up Mike Bibby yeah. and it's like whoa what <laughs> and then so like now like they're getting they're expanding the league mm-hmm. and getting more teams because I, I like watching it it's fun just to see just like you know you play three on three pickup with your buddies and now it's like all of a sudden it's on cable TV and you can see all these players and now there is an infusion of like they're literally doubling the league and yeah. you know you're getting a lot more exposure and it's just really exciting. I feel like yeah, it's, 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 a lot of people don't know, but it's a it's a way different game than five on five too. Like it's like it's night and day when it comes to five on five full court and three on three half court with no foul outs. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot different than. And it's funny because like this like that type of thing's been going on overseas for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like the three on three thing. You know what I'm saying? So just having it here in America is just you know is that much that much better, especially for players like me. Um, it's funny because like somebody asked me about it. Uh, like two months before I actually like signed up or not really signed up but like signed a contract and stuff like that but like I was like that's for old people you know what I'm saying like, that's, for, <laughs> that's for the older guys right. it was like no 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 we dropping the age to 27 I was like 27 I was like I might have to go I'm gonna think about it and then like a couple weeks later I was like man I might have to go ahead and do the big three thing cause like it's it's good exposure it's blowing um, up too yeah I know yeah. Uh, I know a couple of people in it like Andre Emmett you know he's from Dallas and stuff yeah. like that I, yeah. I, I asked him about it I was like how the big three he was like I love it man it's, it's cool and it's blah 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 and I was like I might have to go ahead and join too and then um, Amo yeah, so Perk there's yeah, a bunch of analysts here. Man. Lamar yeah. Odom, Al Jefferson, Gilbert Arenas. Like, there's some big names. So, big so hold names. up. We, we talked about how, like, draft process, you had to guard guys in the post, you know, and, and do that. Yeah. So, whenever you go to the big three, Perk's in there. Uh-huh. You've been in a locker room with Perk before. You've shared the court with Perk before. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, of course. What, yeah. What, what are you going to do whenever you're, you're up against Perk in the post? Oh, no, he got to come out there to that three-point line. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I was say, it's on both ends. Yeah, yeah, it's on, it's on both him. ends, yeah. He got to come out there on the three-point line. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was going to say, too. So you being 6'11", you can play any position. I feel like your game in, in a three-on-three setting is going to thrive. So oh, yeah, yeah. I, I hope so. I, I ho- I listen, I, I just hope Q put on a foul limit. You know, because there's a lot of older guys, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't They're need, a little I don't, slower. Yeah, I don't, need, I don't need them, you know, pushing me in the air. And I'm not trying yeah, to yeah. get six men yeah. and hit the backboard, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm just trying to have a little fun and put on a little show, too, you, at the same time. You get roided out Mike Bibby, like, punching you in the gut while you're trying to, like, back him like, down on the post. Like, like, that would be terrible. You got a, you got your four-point shot ready? No, nah, I'm not ready yet. I need to go ahead and price on it. I don't even know where it's located, really. I need to go ahead and step back. I, I way think, back. I think you could call Jeremy. 
Yeah, you know, after, after, that, after right? I shot, he hit the other night. Maybe he can help you with that. <laughs> I'm going to call him and ask him what he called when he shoot. For real. Um, so with the big three, what's, what's the process like as far as do you go to the draft? Uh, since they're expanding, do you automatically get with a team? Um, is that stuff that you can divulge with us? or? Uh, I don't know if I can, but I'm sure I will. I mean, I'm, really, <laughs> just whatever. Um, I'm not really sure about the a- draft. Ask, ask for forgiveness, not permission, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, I'm not really sure how the draft process and everything really goes. Uh, it's still kind of all going kind of fast for me, and they still kind of um, setting things up. Uh, but after I, after they put me on the little platform or whatever and showed that I was going to be in it, I got a I got a text from Gilbert Arenas, and nice. uh, he was telling me how he going to be on it. And then all of a sudden, they showed him the next day, and I was like, okay. And then he was telling me he wants me to possibly be the co-captain on his team, the enemies. So I was like, yeah, if you want me to do that, I'm definitely down to do that. And I can learn from you. I'm like, come on now. Like, you're a bucket. That'd be awesome, yeah. <laughs> Just don't bring guns in the locker room. No, no, we ain't doing none of that. We ain't doing none of that. <laughs> Only sticks. Only sticks. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, it's um, just like uh, that's what the big three has done for me, too. Like, uh, it's, it's gotten me back into, like, the basketball world, the basketball scene. Because, like, I've been trying to get back in, and it's, like, almost like I've been shoved out every time. It's like... I get so close and like, nah, we don't be cool. You know, like it's kind of how it's been. But, uh, you know, like a legend like Gilbert Arenas hitting me up and like telling me he wanted me to like, it's somebody I looked up to. I never thought he would want me to play on his team yeah. or, you know what I'm saying? That's not something I thought. I'm thinking maybe he's going to get somebody else on his team. Did you guys have a, you and Gilbert having a relationship before that or was that like a uh-huh. really random text? Really, really random. Like, really, he hit me up on the ground and I was like, man, I hear my number, just text me, blah, blah. We talked and we've been talking ever since. So, that's awesome. That's awesome. He's a walking bucket. For real. I, I, I told him, hey, I'm going to be out there in California. Someone's school love. Let me work on some stuff. Teach me some stuff. Boom. Yeah. This is what it's going to be. That's you have, awesome. You have a guy like a Gilbert, you know, uh, and even Ice Cubes and guys like that, you know, after uh, the big three leagues over. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, you're going through trying to get on with the team uh, in the NBA. Uh, that's some pretty good guys to have your back. Yeah. yeah. Talk, so, so does it feel like getting in with the big three, kind of mentioned this, but it's kind of reestablishing some of those some of those connections, some of those, uh, those contacts and um, – uh, a way to kind of work back in. You kind of said work back into the game, you know, try to get your foot back in the door. Is that what it kind of feels like? Yeah. Um, the, to be honest, the big three just allowed me to be a part of something, you know, like. For sure. I've, I've been feeling so unapart a part of basketball for the past couple years and because of injuries and things like that. But it's um, it's like basically the big three is definitely a gateway to it. Um, just to get back in the groove of things, just to be around, you know, the other pros and you know what i'm saying really actually get better and not just you know be by myself working on drills or whatever like it's just it's, it's a lot it's a lot that goes into it and uh also the connections that i didn't have that i'm possibly going to have again and it's going to open up a lot of doors for me as long as i'm healthy you know like that's that's all i gotta do is just play basketball have fun and you know just uh it gets lonely when you're not a part of something it gets lonely yeah. when uh and it's lonely when nobody else understands. Like nobody, I'm the only person in my family to ever do something like being the NBA and things like that. So like nobody else understands what I feel as far as like yeah, mentally and no, things. No like one can that. relate to kind of what it's been like. Yeah. So it, being around people that can actually relate is just gonna be better for me mentally for sure. I'm totally understand. Cool. Understandable. A um, couple of things before we get out of here. We get up. Uh, Y'all wanna I, leave me already? <laughs> hey, we can keep going if you want to keep going. Um, <laughs> so, favorite Thunder memory, real quick. Favorite Thunder? Oh, the, the thirty-two point game. That okay, was, uh, I, I thought that you might say that. Listen to me, man. I, <laughs> listen, it was. I was like, 
I didn't I didn't realize that afterwards. It was I was on I was on TNT. Everybody was watching. Everybody was tuning in, and I was playing against a full blown Clippers team that was a Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Lob City, Lob City, like, and they had all their players when nobody hurt, and they had you know what I'm saying, like, and I was actually out there competing with these guys and having a good time, you know what I'm saying, like, and far as us good times because I was getting buckets, of course, (laughs) and I was doing things for my team, but you know, like, it's just like. I belong here. That's what, that's that's basically what that did for me. I didn't had a couple of games where I had like twenty points or something like that in preseason or something like that, but like that game solidified to me that I belong in the league. Yeah, definitely. So after you got in that game, you guarded LeBron. You said you go back to the locker room. You got ninety five texts. Mm-hmm. You dropped thirty two. What's the text count like after that game? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it was like I think it got to like a hundred and. 40 oh, so like so, that. so that's great. You almost more. doubled it. It was more, and it was more because it was more because of the points. Like if I if I <laughs> yeah. wasn't scoring no points, and it was just a good game, like maybe or something. Like maybe if I was like guarding Chris Paul or something, like maybe I have like a couple of texts. But like because yeah. I was Long actually like, you telling you good job. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it, you know, my mom was the first person I had to text. I was like, yeah, you saw that, huh? Like, <laughs> if I remember correctly, the clips got kind of close to the end. Then you hit a dagger three to ice, put the game on ice. No, no, no. Let me tell you, all right, this is, this is <laughs> listen, these are the it's two things. It's still fresh in the memory, huh? This is fresh, fresh. Listen, these are the two things that really, the only things that bother me about that game, okay, so like, not really bother me, but like, as a basketball player, I was like, come on now, like, okay, so, no, I haven't, uh, first off, like, the last shot in the game, Serge had the last shot of the game, but Serge had three people on him. And I was like, Serge, I'm hot, and I'm right next to you. And I'm like, look, look Serge shot it. If you, if, you could watch the, if you could watch the game clip or whatever, Serge shot the last shot, right? And he shot it. And I stayed there like this for another, like, 10 seconds after the, <laughs> after the game to stay in my spotlight. I'm wide open right here. And, like, yo, you did not just shoot that. Like, I'm, I'm hot right now. Just let me put us in overtime. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like Serge didn't want me to be great that day or something like that. It was just like <laughs> – I, was, I really just sat there and walked back to the locker room like this. Like, he really didn't pass it to me. Like, and then um, another thing that really, like, upset me about the game is, like, I was so happy about it and excited about it for, like, like, uh, other, like my family to see and stuff like that. Like, my grandma to see and everything like that. Like, the highlights or whatever on TV. So, like, uh, my grading them back home from Louisiana, they're, like, watching ESPN and stuff like that because they didn't catch the game or whatever. Because they didn't think I was going to be playing. So, like, <laughs> so um, it didn't show no highlights of me. And it didn't show no, none of my name on the ticker or nothing. It just said Russell Westbrook out with a broke hand. Oh. Listen, listen I, I, had, I had the greatest game of my career and nobody knew. That's, <laughs> that's the one where he went to dunk and he broke his hand or something like on the yeah, rim, right? Yeah, that's the game. That's the, that's the only thing they showed for us. And they show like Blake Griffin getting a, a dunk or something. But that's it. And I was that's like, crazy. That's my family supposed to see that right there. Yeah, they supposed yeah, to see the name, yeah. go, like my name to go across the ticker thing at the bottom or nothing. I was yeah. like, that's not, those are the only two things from that's that cold. game. That's a little cold, yeah. right? Well, yeah. we all remember that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's man. I can't. Man, I was <laughs> listen. I was so hurt that day. I was like, I was at, I was in my living room. I was like, hey, watch this. I was showing my cousin. I was like, man, watch this, man. They ain't, they ain't showing it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> the older like, let down. Looking I at mean, you like. You like pulling my leg? Did you I really mean, even I, get the game? Low, like low, low key, low key. Like it was like the only reason, like because I had my brother, I had my brother and a friend there that was actually in town in L.A. at the time. So like we're like in there, like and I'm like on the phone, like with people, like man, watch the ESPN, blah blah. blah and, like they didn't show nothing, and I was just like on the phone, like they really just, <laughs> <laughs> they really just did that. <laughs> they really just didn't show me. Like they they don't want me to be great at all. But and then uh, that next game too against Denver and the game winning shot and stuff like that, like just. That whole stretch was like an amazing feeling, and it's just, it's some it's some 
it's an unreal feeling when like it's like it's like coach had to believe in me because I was all he I mean I wasn't all he had of course we had Steven Adam he had everybody else out there but like Steven was a baby I saw those yeah, highlights he was, he was a baby <laughs> yeah, for sure but like as far as like somebody that could do most because I could do everything he could just put me out there and like hey I got somebody that could do everything so I'd be okay and like you said he had you one through five throughout yeah. that season it so like goes those, to show at the at the highest level when healthy you can do that and you know you can do that's, that that's the crazy part too like it's like people kind of like don't realize like hey like I've been at the top level mm-hmm. And I had to guard uh, the top players. Like, come on now, like yep. Chris Paul, DeAndre. Like, they had to guard me too. Like, this is yeah. like, yeah. I don't you know, put thirty two on them. Thirty two with with no with no help. Like, I ain't gonna say no help. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Shout out Serge. Go, Serge me, gonna be coming for let you. Me, let me let me say let me take you that back. You see what he did to uh, who was that that he came out swinging at the other night? Oh. Nah, I, I don't want no parts of that. Hey, Serge, listen. If you listen to this, Serge, I'm sorry. All right, listen. But no, like I'm not I'm not necessarily saying I have no help. What I'm saying is like everybody had. You were the primary scorer there. Yeah, right? I was. Just a, you were the primary scorer in that situation. I was a jack. All, I was the only jack of all trades on the team yep. at the time. Yep. Everybody else had their own special abilities. When you get warm like that and you're dropping 32, are you chirping out there? What you mean? Are, are, are you t- like, <laughs> you know, it's Chris Paul, it's Blake Griffin, it's DeAndre. Are you? Okay. Are you letting okay. him hear it? Okay. Are you okay. giving it to him? Shit. Actually, actually, uh, yeah, I actually was, especially when I was doing good. Um, it was even a time where DeAndre Joe was like, you need to chill out, man. I was like, <laughs> I was like, nah, bro, I got to get it, man. I ain't, I ain't never scored this many points before in the league. Like, let me know, let me have You going to hear today. Yeah. But like, it was um, like, I, I got the, I got the experience, like those guys in their top form. And like me being in my top four, it's like, hey, I belong out there. It, it didn't feel awkward. It didn't yep. feel weird. I wasn't out there like, wow, I'm really doing this. It was just like, this is happening right now. Yep. Like this is this is what I've always dreamt of doing. Like, so in your experience in the league, you've been on the bench a lot. You've been on the court a lot. What's the most, or who is the most unreal shit talker that you've been around, or something, un- somebody that you just they say unreal things like KG is notable for saying some really messed up stuff do you have any experiences with that or things you've heard while being there no i don't i don't really have any experience uh for me it was like fans um we had a <laughs> we were playing washington at washington i just checked in the game it's quiet it's really quiet like i don't know why it's so quiet this fan stands up on the baseline and he's screaming my name and telling me how trash i am how much i suck how the Thunder messed up by picking me and blah, blah, blah. But there's nobody else saying nothing. And it's, that's all everybody here. Like, it's the basketball dribbling and him talking. That's the only, but that's the only, that's the only thing I've really that's experienced crazy. as far as, like. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just like. I you talked like, back to him? I couldn't because it was quiet. They would have heard what like, you were saying. And I was like, I was like I, you know what I'm saying? I don't really play that much. And I, the last thing I want is, like, coach to be like, come sit down on the bench. Like, right. yeah. That's another thing, too. Like, every time I was on the court, like, if, if like, besides the time where everybody was hurt, Every other time I was on the court, every time the whistle blew, I looked at the table like I'm about to come out. <laughs> yeah. Every single time. So I, I really that's wish tough to play with, not to, for sure. You know, you're, oh, it's like sure. you're playing not to mess up instead of just playing your game, you know? For sure. And that's, that's kind of what happened with the whole, when I had that stretch, like I wasn't playing, I was just playing the play instead of like playing, yeah. like if I mess up, I'm coming out. It was like, I knew I wasn't coming out. So it was like, I'm going to go hoop. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of like a different mindset. Yeah. Right? A totally different mindset. Like I'm telling you, like them, that stretch of games felt night and day. I feel like I was in college again, just like, oh, like. I just I do this all the yeah. time. Right? Yeah. yeah, but so I have a couple of uh, of questions about other NBA players, and if you want to answer them, you can. If you don't, that's it's totally cool. Uh, <laughs> so you get drafted mm-hmm. uh, a few months after that. The Thunder trade James Harden. Um, kind of what you expected going in when getting drafted from the Thunder, and then James getting traded, and 
and kind of what because that was like right before the season started kind of what that feeling was like um what 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 the vibe was like kind of what you were thinking throughout that whole process um or the trade or that just that just that summer the, or that the, um the preseason the yeah the preseason and the trade and just just all of it kind of like accumulating at the end of the preseason him getting traded um what was all that kind of like were you uh, surprised i thought we was gonna be in the finals again um i thought um i was gonna be on a second unit with james because in the preseason i played with james and i was at the time i was like 15 or something like that so i was like oh me and james connecting i heard okay cool you know what I'm saying? like that's that's kind of what my expectations were uh and uh, we had a practice after the last after the last preseason game. We had like a practice or whatever, but it was non-contact. And, was, and like all I kept hearing was everybody else saying like, "Why we have a non-contact practice? Why we have a non-contact practice?" But I didn't know what that meant. It was my first year in the league. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I guess they're trying to rest us or something or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like we shooting, working out after practice, and then like one some I ain't gonna say no names because I don't want to you know. But somebody was like, "Hey, James, meet me in the office." And then we was, I was in the locker room, and I was chilling, and people were whispering kind of, but like I could still hear, and they was like, they would wonder what was going on and what they were offering James or whatever was going on in there, but I'm naive to it. I don't know what's really going on. Then all of a sudden, James come to the locker room, grab his stuff, and leave. Like he said, he said, it's woo, and it's woo means it's over. I had to ask somebody, I was like, what does woo mean? What that mean? It was like, it means it's over. And I was like, dang, wow. what that mean? Like, I didn't know, I didn't know what was really going on. Like, I didn't know Jane about to get traded. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't into all that stuff. Like, I was just I'm about to play basketball. These my teammates. So that was right after that quote, like the heated meeting or whatever that got reported, where he went right in. after. Yeah. It was right after that. That's so he crazy. came there and said, "It's woo," and he left. And then all I remember is that night I saw everybody name go across the board that was gone, and I was wow. like, dang. Like, and most of the people didn't even know. Like, that. yeah. So and like a lot of you know, obviously the the organization was looking to train, trade James Harden, but there's a lot of like, I don't, I don't know if casualties is the right word, but there's a lot of people that got traded in that, you know, like Cole Aldrich gets traded, uh, Daquan Cook gets traded, that had absolutely nothing to do with that, nothing. right? Right. And so it's, uh, you know, they just got kind of like caught, caught in the crossfire almost, you know, because of, of a dispute between a, a, a player in the front office and whatever was going on there. Yeah, and it's... Uh it's uh, it's the business side of it. It's kind of like uh, what I was saying, like when I got traded to Boston out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Like just, I mean, it wasn't out of nowhere, but you know, I had real life stuff going on that I needed to be present for, and yeah, it just happened. And I'm, I don't know what everybody else was going through at the time, but I'm, I know for sure they were, like wherever they were at, they were like what? Because I, I forgot who came, who I heard say whatever, but they were watching TV and then they saw the ticker. And then that's how they knew they got traded. They was like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, what's going on? I don't mean you to didn't get the her, call first? No, you're fine. But they didn't. Uh, uh, I, I guess they didn't get the call, but um, I got the call like an hour before I actually got traded. But they didn't. Hmm. I guess they didn't get that call, and then they just found out that night that everybody got traded. But I, wow. I don't know if it was a last-minute thing or what. But yeah. So another personnel thing I want to ask you about. And, again, if you don't want to answer, it's fine. Uh, um, you probably know what's coming on this one. Uh, a few years ago. Free agency, Fourth of July. Kevin Durant decides to leave Oklahoma City, goes out, joins, joins Steph, joins Clay, joins Draymond. Um, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. I mean, it's cool. I don't care to talk about it. It's, it's, it's just basketball. It's just he just. I don't know. I mean, I guess I understand. Like, hey, losing to them when you could have beat them and stuff like that, and. 
not going through, then all of a sudden you're on their team. I understand that completely, but um, I mean, I I guess he didn't want to be the focal point, but at the end of the day, like he's too good of a player to not be a focal point. So yeah, um, I guess he just made a he just made a, a self decision. Like it, it, I want to go play over here. Let me go play over here. I mean, he doesn't gave his time to to the Thunder and you know to this one organization. I understand that completely. Um, maybe he felt like it was time for a change, and I do know that. I, do, I will say this, that when uh, when Scott got fired and everything, and I do remember Kevin saying, like, hey, man, sometimes change is good. That's that's the quote I heard from huh. Kevin Durant himself. Yep. Interesting. But I'm not saying that that's what he had right. to do with right, right. the Golden State thing, but I'm just saying, like, sometimes maybe he'd be like, hey, man, I need to change up something yep. or yep. Mm-hmm. I need to experience something different. But yep. you never know. It could have been a business move. Nobody ever really knows outside mm-hmm. of um, – Kevin Durant lost to Golden State and he wouldn't play with them. Like that's all that's all everybody know. You what know I what think said? Jacob is getting at more of this question is, uh, Perry, do you think that move is a soft move by Kevin Durant? <laughs> nah, it's, I, I don't. I, I think it's one of the hardest moves he could have possibly made because at the end of the day, he knew that he would get whatever backlash yeah. he got. Yeah. Think of, like yeah. any person would have known. Like, hey, they beat me. I'm gonna go join them. You know, everybody's gonna be like, you're weak, you're soft. That's where the cupcake thing came from. But yep. instead of him just being like. He, he took it a different route. I mean, I probably did the same thing he did, but I don't. I wouldn't say that was a weak move. I think that was kind of a really strong move, and it's something that you really got to be prepared for, to be honest. That was, that's a tough one right there to leave your city behind and have a whole state not like you no more because, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. He already knew what was coming before he did it. So you've talked a lot about, like, the business side of basketball, right? Mm-hmm. And then Durant makes, makes a, a – business decision of his own right so like Mm -hmm. do you feel like there's there's give and take there you know like the 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 nba the organization the um the franchise whatever a lot of times they i think fans see it as like they miss the personal side of it they you know they traded you to boston all this stuff but then on the flip side you know like the thunder had invested so much in kevin durant then he decides to leave Do, do you feel like there's give and take there between between the two sides no, because um, to be honest, let's say, uh, let's say, I mean, I really can't say because it's Kevin Durant and he's at the top or whatever. But like, let's say, um, okay, it's him and LeBron James. Let's say somebody wanted to trade LeBron for Kevin or whatever, and LeBron's the number one player, and let's say Kevin was like the number five player at the time, and if the Thunder would have took LeBron and traded KD for LeBron, or whatever, nobody really would have said anything. You know, you get what I'm saying, like, yeah. right there. But so like, like the 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 public perception of it, yeah, is, is it, way different. It's and business then, on both sides. And then on top of that, he's a free agent. It's not like he was like, mm-hmm. ain't like he asked for a trade during the season. Like he had a decision to go anywhere he wanted to go. He just so happened he went to the team that just, you know, what I'm saying I'm about to go try to win the championship. It's something he ain't never done. It's, I don't really blame him for what he did. Just, I really don't care actually. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think I think it was, I, to be honest, like he's. Got MVPs, uh, one, two championships. Like, I mean, got his rings. Yeah, who really, yeah. Who really can really hate about what happened? Like, and now apparently he's going to New York this summer. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and then on top of that, on top of that too, like it, it also gave uh, more shine for Russell here. Yeah, so that's like, so true. At the same time, it was a real unselfish move too, because like here, like I'm not gonna lie to you, when I was here, I always thought Russell, I thought Russell's a great player, but like for some odd reason, when Kevin was here, it was like Russ need to stop shooting. And I'm like, why does Russ need to stop shooting? It's kind of weird. Like, why are people mad that Russ took a shot? Like, Russ is just – Russ put the same type of work in. Yeah. People don't understand that, but it was, he was so, I guess, shadow, uh, outshadowed by 
KD and what he was doing because he was just a scoring machine and stuff like that. Like, but like when Kevin left and now all of a sudden, boom, Russell MVP. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's, it's kind of a. Um, I mean, it was a selfish move, maybe, but it's still unselfish because both of them still, at the end of the day, were still the top in the league yep. at their position or in, in, in the league or whatever, and they both got accolades for what they yep. were doing. And MVPs. I really can't, yeah, I really can't complain about that. Like, you leave, I get MVP, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Touche. Um, a few pop culture questions real quick. So we talked a little bit before the pod. Um, playing Apex right now? Apex, yeah. Okay, you have a main? You said what? Do you have a main, like someone you always play? A main? Uh, I usually play with uh, Bungalore, whatever her name is. The one okay. that throws the smoke. But uh, I've been playing with, uh, I can't think of the robot name. Oh. Um, the little robot. I've been playing with the little robot. I didn't know he could Pathfinder. grab people. Yeah, I didn't Pathfinder, know he could grab yeah. people. I was like, oh, you could, I can grab people and swing around them? Like, after that, it's been over. So <laughs> um, that's my favorite player right now. You uh, you got a favorite video game of all time? All time, man. Uh, I'm going to take you back. PlayStation 1. Siphon Filter. Oh, okay. That was listen, man. I don't know what it was about that game, but that was my favorite game. I, I had the demo at first, and I had to go buy the real game. But I played the demo for like a year. <laughs> we didn't, listen, we, we didn't. Of course, we didn't have we didn't have it to get the game, or whatever. But I had the demo that came with the game, and I just kept playing that same demo every day. Over I was and just over. like, I got, I like, I got to get the real game. It's yeah. like those jam pack demo things. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. It had like four or five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was, I was like, yo, I got to get this game. And then I find, one day I actually rented the game from Blockbuster at the time. <laughs> Oh, now you're really game. dating yourself there, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Bro. Do you uh, do you have a favorite like old like classic retro game like cartridge game? Uh, uh, I'm gonna have to say Mortal Kombat on oh, Sega. Okay. Okay. Classic Mortal Kombat on Sega. I used to have family like actually when I was younger when I lived in Dallas. I had family come up from Louisiana to try to beat me. <laughs> they were not listen. I was I was so good at the game. I don't know how I was good at the game. I don't know why I was good with Luke Kane and Scorpion. But nobody I was, I was could about beat to me. say, did you have a main in Mortal yeah, Kombat? Hell yeah, Luke Kane and Scorpion. That was my those my people. <laughs> nobody could beat me, and they would they they come down there and bet me five dollars that they could beat me, and I just win every time. But hey, yeah. uh, favorite TV show right now. Uh, I've been on Bob's Burgers right now. Yeah, I was watching Bob's Burgers before I came up. I here. really like Bob's Burgers. I, I didn't like. I didn't give it a chance at first. I actually just started watching. It. Actually, like. This year, <laughs> so do you, good. Do you like Rick and Morty? I love Rick and Morty. Okay, that's okay. my that's my favorite. I'm just waiting on the new season to come yep, out. So yeah. I, I ain't want to say nothing about that. It's been a couple of years yeah, since they put something out. But Rick and Morty's top is for sure my top favorite. But right now, it's currently it's Bob Burgers for yeah. sure. So Rick and Morty's favorite all time. Rick and Morty favorite all time. Like, okay, that's, right. that's, that's a my, great that's show. Pickle right Rick. Now. Pickle Rick. <laughs> uh, best movie you've seen recently? Best movie? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. I can't really, I can't really say. Um, I am waiting for this one movie to come out. Um, I can't a Pet Cemetery or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. waiting for that to come out. I was gonna say Aladdin. Aladdin, <laughs> this guy. I'm low, I'm low, I'm low key I'm low key waiting on. <laughs> I'm low key waiting on the Lion King. The new yeah, Lion King. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm really just looking forward to movies more than just what I. Kamiar just likes to dress up like Aladdin in his house. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. That's, that's He's Persian, got the Aladdin that's a PJs. slippers and a magic carpet. Yeah, it's all good. Well, uh, favorite movie as a child? Uh, as a child, uh, like old like Disney movie or something. The Big Green. Yes. Oh, the is that the that's soccer movie? Yeah. The one with the pig. Okay. That was my movie right there. That was my movie. Right a, really had the redheaded kid, right? Yeah. The why chubby uh, redheaded. Why are you looking at me, Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the big green. All right. Yeah, I really, I, to be honest, like we had the cassette and uh, the cassette. So you're still dating yourself. Did you rent from Blockbuster too? 
No, no, no. It was uh, I was at my granny's house. And, uh, <laughs> she had the cassette of it or whatever. You know, it had the big plastic cover. Yeah. You know, VHS. Big, yeah. yep. VHS. Um, but uh, in the previews or whatever, it had like this Timon and Pumbaa, uh, and they were singing. Um, I can't think of the name of the song. Uh, when the light has gone, to, you know what I'm talking about. Bum, 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 yeah, bum. and the land is yeah. That's all <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah, they they had like a Timon and Pumbaa like awesome. special thing that like did that had the like had an exclusive. Singing. Yeah, before the movie. Yeah. That's that's the only thing I really liked about the previews. Like, I would watch that and then watch <laughs> the movie. Awesome. That's what got me going for the movie. So yeah. You have a favorite movie of all time? Nah, all time. Yeah. I can't really say. I really don't know. Too many. That's, that's kind of how I am. You more of a comedy really guy, horror, drama, action. I like horror, but I don't jump. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like I like to be scared, but I'm not going. I won't jump in the movie theater. But I'd be scared inside. I'd be scared inside. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh man, show what's it. going on? But I, in the movie theater, I'd be like, oh, okay. You know? But okay. Um, so have you seen us yet? I seen us. It, it wasn't scary. Dude. Really? It was. Yeah. It, was uh, it was suspenseful. Yeah. As it was definitely really different and stuff happened that I didn't expect to happen. But I wouldn't say that I was. Scared. I'm not really scared of rabbits and uh, <laughs> so do, so scissors you have, and stuff. You have a rating for us? One oh, to ten, ten us? to ten, uh, eight to ten. Listen, the concept was really good. Um, some parts I didn't really like. I give it about a seven. Okay. Better or worse than Get Out? Uh, I think it was. I can't really say because Get Out put so much on us. You know, yeah. when Get Out first yeah, came out, it, hype a lot. Yeah. It, it really hyped it up a lot. So I can't, I can't really say because if I heard, if I seen Us before Get Out, I, you know, like I wouldn't know. But because Get Out kind of set the bar for all his other movies. On the topic of greatest of all time, who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Of course, me. Of course, <laughs> I'm gonna say me. PJ three. <laughs> I, I gotta say me. Nah, you went to the halftime cold, and you got you locked up LeBron. You know? I, yeah, that's right. right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We gonna, we gonna, we gonna. I didn't lock up LeBron. He still scored points. LeBron, if you fair, listen to fair. this, man. <laughs> you got a, you got a football team, NFL team. Uh, actually, no, nah, I actually don't. Um, I was, uh, I was a fan of RG three. So wherever RG three was yeah. playing, I was you know, when he was playing with DC. I was a fan. You know what I'm saying? Play with Baltimore, I'm a fan. I, you know, um, that's super cool. Like RG3, PJ3, yeah. Baylor, Baylor alum. Yeah. So, and uh, he was one of the first dudes I actually met before I uh, actually got actually was in school at Baylor. So, that's cool. Yeah, but uh, I was I was a fan. Of, I'm a fan of his. You know, I'm a fan of players, not necessarily uh, teams. I'm not really. Okay. You got a favorite team. NFL player then, besides RG3? Uh, I mean, it depends on position actually. Okay. Uh, Quarterback. RG3. <laughs> uh, running back. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, running back. Um, it gotta be Bell. I'm gonna say Bell, yeah. man. I'm gonna say Bell. Huh? You're gonna break Comiar's heart. He's a fan. Steelers He's fan. Uh, hey, listen, I'm so sorry that happened, man. But that dude, <laughs> that dude can play, man. I can't Damn. really. You got a favorite receiver? Uh, that's a tough one, man. I mean, I do like I do like OBJ, but OBJ. Uh, he's gonna be catching balls from uh, from Baker. Old Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but his I, 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 his boy is just as good, man. I can't really Landry. Landry, man, yeah, man. juice. Yeah. That, that, to be honest with you, I, that's the only reason I picked the Dolphins, and I was beating people because of Landry. So yep. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with Landry as my favorite, as far as like I'm not going I'm not going off of stats or nothing like that, but like I really like yeah. Landry. Cool. He's got like a swagger to him, you know. Yeah, he does He's have a cool. swagger. Matter of fact, bless, bless him. him. Nah, what's the name? Got the most swagger. Bless him. OBJ got the most swagger, man. I remember, yeah, that's true. I remember watching him when he was with LSU, and like I've never seen him play before. I was just having to watch this LSU Alabama game or whatever. They kicked the ball off. He caught it with one hand and <laughs> kneeled down and threw it to the side. I said, oh, this is the swaggiest dude I've ever seen <laughs> in football ever. And then it's he like. He was just getting started, too. Yeah, and then I saw a game when they played Auburn or whatever. He did the same thing again, but then, like, 
I, I was actually watching the game and like um, they had a whole drive. They had a drive. They threw it to him five times in a row. He caught everything. He, was, I was like, yeah, he's going to the league. That's <laughs> <laughs> was what it was. Football, your favorite sport besides basketball? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was actually. I feel like I'm better at football than basketball. To be completely honest. Wow. Um, still I, quarterback. Yeah, you're still. To this day, okay. I, I go out there and play catch. Don't get me wrong, you know. But right now, I probably play receiver since I'm much faster than I used to be. But yeah, um, go hit up the XFL, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I would, man, but you know, I, I can't do it, man. I can't. Do it. Rico gathers playing two sports. Yeah. I, I could, yeah. man, but I can't, man. I can't. Man. I got to. I got to stick to my one true love, yep. basketball, man. Are uh, Are you a Game of Thrones fan? I am actually. Oh, okay. I am actually. You excited for season eight? I'm excited, man. I, the other team got a dragon. You know what I'm saying? See <laughs> yeah. what these, see what these. Um, I don't even know what the, the house is gonna do to get if they gonna band together or not. Uh, it's. I'm ready to see what's to come. I'm ready for the war. Actually, yeah. I, mean, oh, yeah. I, I want to see the battle so scene. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. Battle Winterfell. It's supposed to be the uh, the biggest battle scene ever filmed. I done watched. So. I done watched all this stuff just to watch this one part. Like, oh yeah, so <laughs> true. That's so right. true. So uh, so give us a top three characters of Game of Thrones. Who are your, who are your three go tos? Your three favorites. We talk a lot of Game of Thrones on our podcast. Oh, right? oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm wearing my Game of Thrones shirt right now. Oh yeah, so. no, that's pretty. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Uh, awesome. Jon Snow. Everyone Snow. loves Jon Snow, man. Of course. Um, I can't think of the the lady name, the dragon lady, Khaleesi. Yeah, Khaleesi, yeah, Khaleesi Daenerys. Khaleesi, yeah, Daenerys, and um, uh, the dude that she had, um, Kyle Drogo or something like that. The dude oh, she had married, yeah, Adams. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked him. Like when I, when I saw him and how like the savagery and stuff like that, I was like, okay, I like this character. Yep. So like that was uh, but them top, them were my top, them are my top three. Well, one of them not no more because you know, I'm sure <laughs> more, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So no, uh, wait, I'm lying, I'm lying. Uh, the brother, the 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 dwarf, the uh, uh, Tyrion, 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 yeah, yeah, Tyrion, Tyrion <laughs> Lannister, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my guy. So he's funny. He definitely he makes funny. the he's, he definitely makes the show. He's Let's clever. say you're putting money down on the person that gets the Iron Throne and the last man or woman standing. Who's it gonna be? Uh, I'm gonna go with Khaleesi just because she got the dragons. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I hope that uh, she keep those two dragons and stuff like that, and uh, they beat the team up against the other dragon and all that crap. <laughs> I mean, who know? Who really knows what's to come? Um, so uh, true. Not me, but I'm just uh, excited to see what happens. You think any of your uh, your two favorites that are still alive are gonna die? John or Danny gonna die before it's, it's all over? Well, um, I mean, John already died once. Yeah, he already died once. I, I don't think he gonna. I don't think he gonna die again. To be honest, I mean, I, when he died, when he got stabbed the first time, man, I was so hurt. I was like, nah, this yeah. ain't. I was like, nah, this ain't happening. And that was the end of a season too. I was like, this ain't happened like that. Like, no. Nah. He gets, and he gets stabbed man. by the little kid at the end. At the, by Ollie? the little kid, Ollie. I was like, you just really did Stone that. Cold. <laughs> Stone cold, man. It's a cold world out there. <laughs> no, nah, that's why they at the wall, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a. Uh, that uh, that show right there. Like at first, I started watching it, and I was like, I don't want to watch this. And then <laughs> a bunch like, of like incest and yeah, at first, and yeah, like, but like yeah. then like once it started going and stuff, like it was it got it got good, and then yeah, uh, yeah draws you in, it gets you hooked for real. I, I was what really made me sad, what really got me really hooked was when um, uh, the family um, 
at the beginning. What's the What's the first family name? Starks. Oh, the Starks. Oh yeah, with the when all the Starks got killed in the day, in the uh, yeah, the in Red the hall. Wedding. Yeah, yeah man, the Red I was Wedding. So, man, I was so hurt. I was like, I've been following this family for three seasons. Just <laughs> I was like, it's over. That was with. one of the craziest the scenes in television yeah. history. Yeah, well, I was like, this did not just happen just now. I'm really sad. I thought that was in the Game of Thrones to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, just that's where it ends. God, that'd be an awful it's ending. Just a joke. awful ending. <laughs> but yeah, ever since man, it's been it's been a good it's been a good show for me. Nice, nice. Yeah, we uh, we're all huge Thrones fans, so we've uh, we've already placed our bets. We uh, we have our our predictions. We're actually going to be doing some some Thrones talk on the pod whenever whenever the season starts back up. So oh yeah, have me back. I'll for yeah. sure come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's absolutely. That'd be awesome. We'll get you on for a, a post Thrones episode talk. Yeah, Let's break it down. I'm down with that. All right, and we'll like do a, it. a post Big Three. Uh, Big three podcasts. Might as well. Talk about man. your big three experience. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, this is my first podcast. I'm having a great time. Hey, I'm just saying. We have I'm just saying. We can awesome. we can expand the podcast to six pairs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we have no problems. We can get we another microphone. <laughs> I ain't that good yet, man. I'll be like y'all soon, man. Awesome. You guys got any more questions for Perry? No, nah, man. Just thanks for coming out. We yeah. appreciate it. No, nah, man. This is awesome, man. I, I I really love Oklahoma City, man. I I love the people here, and like, I mean. Like I said, y'all wanted me to be a part of this. Why not? You know, like, y'all showing me love. Why not show love back? Yeah. Uh, well, we really we appreciate, appreciate that. that yeah. yeah, yeah, we really appreciate, appreciate it. appreciate y'all, man. It's we also appreciate uh, <laughs> Rooting Repu- for you, too. Yeah. We're definitely yeah. rooting for well, you. Well, no, trust me. Court. We already watched Big Three. You know, we're going to be watching <laughs> oh, even yeah. more. We'll, we'll be following along. All right, we're going to need some Big that, Three uh, PJ3 jerseys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got y'all, man. Don't worry about that. All right. My first podcast, I got to, man. Yeah, there we go. I got to. Hey, also, shout out to Republic for letting us come out today. We've just been occupying this back table for like an hour and a half now and uh, i don't know no one's given us any weird looks they haven't kicked us out yet so but no we appreciate we really appreciate republic uh awesome place we're about to i think we're about to chow down mm-hmm. I'm, it's I, good i could eat if I you could haven't eat. been to republic come and get it yeah we're, we're at the one up on the north side near top golf there's yep. another one down class and curve so if you haven't gone to republic it's a great place to go watch a game too for sure uh, we have we have the elite eight about to fire up we got some some TVs right around us. There's some soccer. I don't follow soccer, but uh, that's like E League up there. Hey, it's two to two. Oh, that's that's FIFA. That's a FIFA. Yeah. Game, oh oh shit, that's FIFA. FIFA. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the graphics are so real these days. You play you play FIFA, Perry? I'm <laughs> um, actually pretty good, man. I, I oh yeah. Out there, get ten goals on somebody online. Okay. Real fast, what are you better man. at, FIFA, Madden, or Two K? I'm better at FIFA. Just because, just how it is. But uh, 2K, I can't get past nobody this year. I don't know what's going on with 2K. <laughs> Their defense is on clamps for right. sure. <laughs> and uh, Madden, that's just, you got to be too technical for that. That's yep. not me. Yep. But FIFA, I could kick the ball all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks again for coming on. Uh, we'll go ahead and end this podcast now. But thank you guys for listening. And uh, we're going to hang out with Perry for a little bit longer. Yeah. So. This is part of the conversation. The uh, the podcast <laughs> listeners don't get to don't get to get in on. So, hey, but appreciate you again, man. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, thank y'all, man. Appreciate it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over thirty five, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.